0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here. On the Fantasy Impact Today Network, we are in week number 11, and of course, I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts. You can follow me on Twitter, at it, and don't forget to follow the expert. I want to call him an expert, because Pierre, you have walked me through so many different lineups, making so many different lineups. I heard that we got into a little bit of trouble for not making a lineup last week, but it is my co-host, Pierre, at wee 31 on Twitter. Thank you, Pierre, for making more time for us this week.
1: Good evening, Wes. Yeah, I got a couple, couple, uh, reach out. Hey, where's the up at the end. Uh, I realize we forgot it, but, uh, yeah, that's me, uh, Pee 31, also on Twitter, uh, apparently. And, uh, I hear a little birdie told me, speaking of Twitter, uh, Sick. that it's Mrs. Loaf's, uh, life anniversary. So happy life anniversary to, to Mrs. Loaf. I hope she's had a blessed day and hope you've treated her well.
0: I I hope I have we've we've had these birthday celebrations for a long time her and I've been married uh, 27 28 years you know numbers don't mean a whole lot to me I get lost in time the co- time continuum just gets I get I get dizzy inside of it and uh so we've we've celebrated a lot of birthdays together and so there's a comes a point in time where you're like okay she has me. What more does she need? You know that, that's the thought oh, process behind uh, that. All you don't want to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like fantasy football. She won't listen. It doesn't matter. But no, we 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 did. We had a good day uh, having some more. T- it's always weird whenever a birthday or something falls in the middle of a week. You know, you kind of push off some things until the weekend. And we plan on doing some family fun times uh, this weekend. So we do have big plans for that. Speaking of big plans, we have got big plans on the DFS Dreamer podcast. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with. The underscore. We always post things there as well. We always do a contest where you can come in and join and try to beat me, try to beat Pierre and other people, 15, 20 people, somewhere in that neighborhood. Pierre, Mm -hmm. we get in there a little $5 contest, and you always uh, post that each and every week over there on your Twitter account.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone beat me last week. I try to get cute. I got off a lot of the the chalky, cheap uh, running backs, and uh, it's really just a good a good point to kind of bring up. So when you hear chalk, that means that they're the most popular plays. Most people are going to have them. Uh, you often hear people say to, to fade the chalk, uh, especially if you're in tournaments, uh, to kind of get off of that, you know, rostership ownership. Uh, but I say the chalk is chalk for a reason. Uh, that reason is they're projected to be the, the best plays because of matchups, because of volume. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of fading uh, the chalk. Why I did so last week, I don't know. But uh, just know that when you hear chalk, it's uh, the most popular plays. Who's probably going to be rostered the most across the majority of your contests. But again, the majority of the time they're, they're chalk for a reason. Uh, so keep that in mind when you're deciding whether you're going to play those guys or not. I'm sure we'll have a few this week as well. Uh, I think you should probably just play them and try to get different elsewhere. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I know a lot of different tournament players will t- tell you otherwise, uh, but keep in mind a lot of those tournament players are playing, you know, 150 lineups, not a couple like most of the casual players
0: are. Yeah, and I—that's where I tend to try to outsmart the room, and I don't play the chalk. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I start getting into those deep dives, and, I, and next thing you know, I regret doing something like that. And I—I I think that it—that is contrarian to how people bet NFL games. Because a lot of times, people want to go the opposite direction of the chalk in the NFL games. Whenever you look at what the betting public is doing, I think if it gets above 75% or so, you mm-hmm. always want to go the other way. But that's not necessarily true in rostership. You got to be very careful about that with DFS. Am I thinking right?
1: You are. You are. When you look at that that 70 to 75%, I tend to only follow that process on primetime standalone games. Um, I know we've kind of had conversations about that. And if you follow me on Twitter, you see me every week, basically just recycling that primetime underdog primetime underdog, because that tends to be when it it pops the most. Um, My theory is that basically, you know, you have a main slate with games, you know, one, four o'clock when it comes primetime, there's just one game on. And the majority of the public is going to be betting for that favorite to try to recoup, you know, some of that money that they've lost. And for, for some reason, uh, what that reason is, I don't know, but for some reason, the underdog always either covers or wins, and I think that's been pretty apparent here. You know, recently, even looking at the, the Rams and 49ers game, you know, the 49ers came out and stumped uh, the Rams. You look at well, one of the best games the the Bears had, you know, was in prime time. So uh, those are just the type of things that you look for that 70, 75 percent. That being said, I think that situation is going to be tomorrow with uh, the Falcons. I know we don't really touch on Thursday night, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if the, the Falcons either cover that six and a half um, or they win the game outright.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, you say you don't know why. I know why. It's because it's rigged, Pierre. That's why. It's, the NFL is rigged. Whatever we want to think and whatever we want to believe, there are times with the conspiracy theorists are true. Uh, whatever those things just keep happening over and over again, something can only happen so many times where it's no longer a coincidence. It's a fact, you know, just <laughs> it, that, that's just what you got to look at. And, and a big
1: rabbit hole to go down. I've gone down it a bit. I've seen the whole it's entertainment. <laughs> it's a, a TV show. So I've seen and I've heard. Uh, I'm not sure I'm all the way you know, to yeah. that side of the fence, obviously. But there's something to it. Uh, Vegas is, you know, Vegas for a reason. You know, they're, they're the, the moneymaker for a reason. Uh, so I just always tell people to, to keep that in mind. And that is when you want to be different is those primetime standalone slates.
0: Sure, and and knowing that is half the battle. And if you know those things, then you're able to play. <laughs> you're able to play into the uh, in, into how the the game's going to play out. All right. Speaking of that, we got some DFS dreamer games. We're going to look at the main slate here for Sunday. I think it's 12 games. One of the highest point total games is, of course, going to be Dallas and Kansas City. I, b- I believe that, that is that was not on our list though. That that's just on Sundays. Dallas and Kansas City is Indianapolis, Buffalo at 50, and Cincinnati and Las Vegas at. 50 fifty. All right. So we start out with Josh Allen, eighty one hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll go all the way down to Aaron Rodgers at seven K. And I, these are all good matchups. When I look at this, I was like, oh boy, when you look at the DraftKings little green side of their opponent's rank and everything, that that's mm-hmm. a lot of green on there. So I got to ask you this. Who do you think is going to be the biggest bust? And who do you think is going to be the biggest boom out of these top six quarterbacks? Josh Allen at 8,100. Lamar, Lamar is at 8K. Uh, Kyler, if he plays, at 7,900. Mahomes, which is playing at 7,600. Dak Prescott, 7,200. And Aaron Rodgers at 7,000.
1: Um, well, it's Wednesday early in the week, but I would say that if they're starting, it'd probably be Kyler for me as the, the biggest bust. Uh, Again, he's he's coming off some some games that he's missed, recovering from injury. He did practice today, uh, seems to be getting closer with that ankle. Still no guarantee uh, that he's going to start. But even if he does, uh, Seattle's a tough place to to play with the 12th man there. Uh, Hopkins did not practice today, so he could still be without DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Other receivers, we don't know if Rondell Moore is going to suit up again. So lack of weapons and perhaps not 100% healthy himself. Uh, against the 12th man, Seattle, who's kind of desperate for a win now. He beat my bust. Uh, for the boom, I, I think I'm going to go with Mahomes. We talked about it. Um, you've heard me for weeks saying that they were going to write the ship at some point. Uh, they were just too good. Unfortunately, that happened on a, a primetime game uh, against the Raiders where he, he threw for a 406 yards and five touchdowns. But I, I feel like they they have right the ship. You look at a 56, 55 and a half, depending on what book you're looking at when it comes to totals. Uh, so high scoring expected, uh, 29.3 is the team total for the Chiefs. Uh, they're going to throw the ball uh, more than they're going to run the ball. So Mahomes will be my boom uh, for 7,600, which is pretty discounted still. Didn't really go up because of that primetime game.
0: Yeah, you're still getting him at a big discount. of, and, and really, it was a lot of the stuff that they were doing, moving the football. They weren't looking for that home run ball nearly as much. And it allowed them to hit that home run ball, I think, a couple of different times. I love what you said about Kyler. We've seen the rust on a couple of the players, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, et cetera, as they've come out of uh, injuries or as they come out of a COVID protocol and all that stuff. The rust is there, and it, it might be true for Kyler Murray, as you said, as well. Uh, thankfully, his legs might be able to save him and not necessarily the <laughs> shoulders. Would what, you say Josh Allen, were you leaning boom or bust on Josh Allen?
1: I, I think he's a boom, which I, I hate to say against my my coats. I would watch the weather here. Uh, it's supposed to be around 40 degrees and, and rainy from the forecast I've seen. Uh, but we play a big amount of cover, too. Uh, he kind of picks the, the zone apart if we can't get to him. Uh, we've really struggled with ru- with uh, rushing rushing the passer uh, so far this season there at in Indy. So I, I like him. I think he'll be a boom. I think this game is going to probably stay close. Again, a lot of the, the bets right now are, are coming in on the, the Bills money line. Uh, they're favored by about seven, so I do think if we can kind of take that Titans uh, type of thing, where we just kind of grind them out, you know, run the ball at Taylor, you know, kind of keep it going, but I, I think he'll still get there because they really don't run the ball themselves. They're uh, they use the extension with Beasley as they're running uh, for the most part. So I I think he's still a boom in this matchup.
0: All right, let's go from Jalen Hurts now all the way oh. down to Tua. Okay, Jalen Tatua. Jalen Tatula. Let's play a little we or no, uh, hitting three times their value that we like to hit on uh, here at DFS Dreamers. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 6,800 against New Orleans. We or no? No. They've been running the ball a lot, and it hasn't necessarily been Jalen running the ball.
1: Exactly. He, he hasn't really gotten to that. Uh, he got the 18, I guess, but you're looking closer to that 21, given he's at the higher end of mm-hmm. 6.8. I don't mind the the Saints' defense. I feel like they're pretty good you got to assume Lattimore is going to be on Devontae Smith, so I'm going to say no.
0: Tannehill at 6,700 against the Houston Texans.
1: Yes, uh, we'll, we'll go with we when it comes to, to Tannehill. I expect that they'll be able to kind of go up and down the field uh, against the Texans. Seem to be figuring out without Henry. Uh, not having to do much uh, when it comes to to him, but I feel like he can get there. Again, that 18-21 could be tougher, but I expect him to be a wee.
0: This one could be a. It really could be a sneaky shootout uh, in Tennessee because I, I really feel like the Titans are going to exhale because Houston is coming to town and okay. they're at it's home positive. and they've been and they've been playing a lot of tough games. And next thing you know, they're going to be in a a shoot 'em out kind of affair in the middle of the third quarter. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I look for Tannehill to possibly be a big boom. Joe Burrow, we or no, six thousand six hundred against the Raiders.
1: We uh, really like Burrow. Uh, he's been really consistent uh, up until that, that Browns game right before the bye. Uh, but, again, they had the bye. I expect him to, to come out, be ready. This could probably be the, the shootout if you want to talk about a, a shootout. I think them and the Raiders could definitely shoot out there. Uh, in Vegas, it's indoors. Uh, 49 and a half right now, one of the higher totals uh, on the slate. They, they again, like to, to pass the ball. I think we saw Mahomes that the Raiders secondary could be taken advantage of. And Burrow has weapons as well. You know, he has Higgins, C.S. Chase, Boyd, Uzama. So he, he definitely has folks to throw it to. So I'm going to go wee with Joe Burrow this week.
0: Russell Wilson, 6,500 against those Cardinals.
1: No, I, I got to I gotta see it. I got to see him get back yeah. to, to cooking. He tends to struggle in the second half of the, the year anyways, which is worrisome. I'm not sure that's going to continue since he missed <laughs> some of that first part, but I'm going to go no until I see more.
0: Uh, Kirk Cousins against Green Bay, 6,100.
1: I'm going to go We He, he tends really? to play pretty well um, against the Packers. Uh, him and Dalvin Cook both, so we'll have to see if it's a run game or passing game. But uh, Cousins has been consistent at times. Uh, again, it's a big divisional matchup. He he kind of struggles in, in some divisional matchups, but he tends to play well against the Packers. Uh, there's been plenty of times back in the day where I would stack him with Diggs and Thielen when Stefan Diggs was there and just make money against the Packers. Again, the Packers' secondary has been better, even without Zaire Alexander. But 6,100, looking for about 18 or so at home. Big matchup. I'm going we.
0: All right. We got to go through these guys fast here. Derek Carr,
1: 5,900.
0: We. Uh, Justin Fields against the Ravens, 5,700. No. Uh, Excuse me? Jimmy Garoppolo, 5,600. No. No. Carson Wentz against the Buffalo Bills at fifty-five. No, I. But you better say no. Do you know you ever see what you see? What Carson Wentz is doing against Buffalo? Look at what. Do you see Buffalo's uh, defensive ranking there? What are they? I do.
1: I do. I do. I hope he what, plays what, well. What it's is the,
0: it? What? What, what is their first. Okay.
1: First? first.
0: Yes, it's first, and that's a, it's got a one right there Biden. And that's about what your guy Carson Wentz gave me last week in our little DFS dreamer uh, contest that we had. I put him in there as quarterback, and he gave me like a one forever. His first half. Out of one, out of Carson Wentz, Pierre.
1: Well, and that shows you right above that at that, that, that Green 25 with Garoppolo for the, the Jags is deceiving because they've done that to Josh Allen and Wentz back-to-back weeks. I feel like their defense is a little
0: underrated. And how the world circles around because now Wentz and Josh Allen are playing each other. Yep. Ooh, the NFL is rigged, Pierre. To a <laughs> against of uh, the, the mighty, mighty ooh. Jets at 5,500.
1: We, I like to. I like his price. Uh, again, if he starts the whole game, I feel like he be in good
0: shape. Okay. All right. That sounds good. All right. Let's go. Fifty four hundred. Baker Mayfield. All indications are he's going to play against Detroit this week uh, at home at Cleveland. I, that's what the coach is saying right now. Fifty four hundred. Let's go. The rest of the field here, and let's talk about some of these players that you see. Uh, that do you see anybody here that you would like to play?
1: Cam. Oh, Camp. Cam. Oh yeah, Cam Newton. <laughs> Fifty one hundred. He's back, I hear. Uh, rumor is he's back. I'm not sure if you heard that rumor. Or yeah, not. I did. I did. <laughs> but he is back uh at home. So first game back home in Carolina. Really good price. He has the rushing upside. Indications today from Rule. He's gonna start going up against his former coach, Ron Rivera. Uh Washington football team just lost Chase Young to an injury. So I really like Cam. Fifty one hundred, healthy McCaffrey, DJ Moore. They're gonna be ready.
0: There's another guy uh, who's, uh, you know, he's pretty cheap on this list, Pierre. Cheap?
1: He, huh? Who would that be?
0: <laughs> Come on, man! Joe Flacco against the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. I know Miami did against uh, the Baltimore Ravens a couple of Thursdays ago, but Joe Flacco's gonna be in there uh, against against those Dolphins. And they, I wasn't gonna dolphins steal you your
1: should... thunder. I wasn't gonna steal it. I knew I knew Elite Joe Flacco was there. I'm was, was letting you have your moment.
0: No, I don't I don't know, but it's going to be fun to build a lineup with him and you know I'm going to Joe you Flacco. Are. I don't I don't I don't know how I adopted Joe Flacco as my, you know, <laughs> surrogate child there. I don't know how I did it, but man, uh 4600, it's pretty cheap and the guy uh Miami loves to blitz. That's what they love to do mm-hmm. and Joe is a veteran, he knows how to handle a little blitz and he look, he, we saw him last year with the Jets. He can air it out with that big arm that he does have and those big wide receivers that that are there and those tall guys. Hey, th- it may really pop for him.
1: He's serviceable. He's, 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 he's playable, I'm not going to lie. It's dangerous. It's going to be scary, just as scary as it sounds, but he, he's definitely playable.
0: I won a contest with Jacoby one? Maybe I'll get it with Joe Flacco. Let's jump over to tight ends. All right, let's go over to tight ends. I can't believe I'm going to play Joe Flacco. Still, what? he's got to be 100. What? Uh, tied in. Kelsey is finally back up there on top of that list again at 7,100. Once again, Pierre, this week, nobody at 10K. Nobody at 10K. No, I don't even think anybody hit 9K right now uh, on this list. Uh, and We got CMCs. We got different people from the Kansas City Chiefs on here. We got Dallas Cowboys on here. And I don't think anybody's at 9K. I think CMC's at uh, 8,900, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And so, right. I think the
1: closest was Cup last week was 95, but he wasn't on the main slate. But yeah, you're right. There's no one, no one here except Cup.
0: So Travis Kelsey at 7100 or would you rather have Kittle at 6300 this week? I
1: like both of these guys, but I'm taking Kelsey. Uh, again, the, the Chiefs seem to be back. Uh, they are getting him involved. Dallas is a little tougher on the outside, you know, with, with Trayvon Diggs and some of those cornerbacks. So I feel like you need to kind of attack them in the middle, which is where Kelsey's going to go. He's going to sit uh, down in those zones and find those open spaces. So I'll take Kelsey.
0: Really. See, I, I I'm I'm liking the savings there by going Kittle at sixty three hundred. I think they let their foot off the gas a little bit last week and that's why he just ended up with sixteen. He had twenty four that first week he came back from injury. So I think that he might be able to match Kelsey's production this week at a little bit of a cheaper price.
1: It's possible, but again, I just saw what the the Jags mm. did to Josh Allen and the Bills and Wentz and Winston the Coats. Like we didn't score really anything that second half. So right. if their defense is really, you know, turning that corner, then Garoppolo is not going to scare them if, if Josh Allen didn't scare them. OK,
0: <laughs> well, maybe you might be right. Uh, Waller at 6,100. Let's take it all the way down to Schultz at 4,600. Just give me one or two of these players that you like in here.
1: Uh, phew, I, I take Waller. Uh, I do feel like he's going to eventually, you know, come out of that that slump that he's kind of been in. They're gonna have to start trying to find him, you know, with uh, the lack of, of weapons now, with no rugs. Deshaun Jackson fumbling his only catch. So give me Waller. I'd probably take a, a shot on yeah, probably Schultz. He didn't look great last week. I thought he looked better. I know Gal was back. He only saw two targets, but uh, the Chiefs, you kind of want to attack them across the middle as well with, with tight ends underneath running backs. So I'll take give me Schultz and uh, give me give me Waller here.
0: All right, then I'm gonna also ask you two players, one or two players that you're just not gonna to touch at all. Not gonna touch. Eee. I mean, we had Hawkinson and Giseki. I think both of them put up big old goose eggs for us last week, right?
1: Did, but they're they're still good. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I, I touch them. Uh, that sounds terrible. Uh, Gusecki. I'll just say I, I, I Let's go get out of there. here.
0: Let's get out okay. of this conversation about touching Gisecki. tight ends. Okay, let's.
1: Not, move it okay. over. all right all right we're going down Goddard who else let's
0: go $4,400 at Dallas Goddard and the rest of the field he usually gets really thin here at mm-hmm. uh tight end position uh who, maybe maybe you take one I take one yeah let's do it go ahead you go first I will go first. And once again, I'm going to say Troutman, just because of the targets that he's getting. Uh, He got six, seven, six targets last three weeks. I know he's only gotten eight fantasy points, but he's still at 3,300. To get that three times the value, he's only got to get to nine. So he's getting right around that. And if he could ever find the end zone, just find the end zone for me, Troutman, and make (laughs) me a, a genius. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't mind Troutman. He's getting targets. Like you said, he just needs to Find the end zone, and Philly's really kind of struggled against tight ends. Yeah. Uh, speaking of struggling as tight ends, that's the that's the coach. Uh, so I'll take Dawson Knox, a uh, game removed from his return. Uh, hopefully at hand, I don't want to say hopefully it's feeling better, but uh, 4K good price there. Again, the, the Coats have struggled against tight ends all year. You see that that green 27th next to him. So Dawson Knox 4K would be my pick.
0: I really love what you said about Conklin, and I've been watching him ever since that. And he's he's putting up good fantasy numbers week in and week out for us on DraftKings. He's at 3,900. I think that that's going to go up a little bit more next week. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his game total has just been pretty outstanding, and the more he finds the end zone, the better it is.
1: Yep, yep. Like Conklin, again, he just gives you that underneath type of stuff there in Minnesota. I'm going to take your guy. Uh, I really like what I saw uh, against Pittsburgh from Cole <laughs> Komet. And I saw eight targets and I had six catches for 87 and actually felt like, you know, Fields was was trying to get him the ball a lot of seam routes and, and things that, you know, were easier throws that, you know, weren't the, the outside type of throws to the receivers. Baltimore again has struggled against the, the tight ends themselves. Some of that was some of the top tight ends and your, your Kelsey's and Waller's of the world. But I do like commit good price, 3,400. Uh, hopefully the, the bears are starting to find some type of offensive identity. And he's going to be a part
0: of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see anybody else on here. But when I was uh, looking f- through this, as I was doing some show notes, I went, Richard Rogers. Holy cow! We, it, it's going to be a Richard Rogers breakout week here before too long because it just always seems to be one per year. It, <laughs> yeah, <right>? He does.
1: <laughs> Every team he's on, it seems to happen. <laughs>
0: Just one week, though, and I'm not going to be there for it, and I'm not going to buy into it this year. That's just that's not going to happen. Let's go over to wide receivers because that's what we like to do after the tight ends Let's go over to the wide receivers. And Devontae Adams is sitting on top of that list at 8,400. We're going to take it all the way down to 7K with Terry McLaurin, and I'm going to start asking you, would you rather Pierre? here? All right? So then we're going to go there. Terry, Terry McLaurin or Hollywood Brown at 7,100. Hollywood Brown. He's playing Chicago.
1: He's playing the Bears at Chicago, yeah, Pierre. They seem to want to really get him the ball. He, he's getting the targets each week. You look at you know, like 12, 13, 14, and a 5 and 10. He's getting the targets there from Lamar. Uh, when it comes to McLaurin, I, I kind of trust Lamar more than I, I trust uh, Heineke. Plus, the the Panthers have a really good defense also and seem to be kind of putting it together.
0: No, I agree with you. I, they're gonna. We'll be talking about defenses in a minute. And the Panthers were one of those defenses that I looked at and I said, man, they are getting their act together. And I think they got a little shot in the arm from having uh, Cam Newton there. All right. Uh, but would you rather play Marquise Brown or would you rather play Bateman in the same offense uh, when it, it comes it's, to drafting? It,
1: it's still Brown. Uh, okay. Bateman's cheaper, but Brown gets he gets the volume that you really want. Okay, Brown or Chase. Jamar Chase, I really like Chase. Again, they're coming off the buy. He's getting, you know, massive targets as well. 13, 9, 10. Again, a higher total there uh, when it comes to them in Vegas. So, I'll take Chase 7200, about 400, you know, cheaper than he was going into the buy. So, give me Jamar Chase.
0: Chase or CD Lamb? I heard a little bird that's tell me that CD Lamb was a little bit banged up, but I don't see anything by his name.
1: He was. Uh he had a, a triceps issue uh towards the end of that game against Atlanta, but he's he's fine. Uh full practice today. This is a the big total game, but I'm actually gonna stick with with Chase. I think I prefer the, the cheaper Cowboys receivers uh than I do Lamb, so give me Chase too.
0: Okay. And uh, just to to jump on that Cincinnati Vegas, I just wonder if Vegas after I saw what they did, you know, Sunday night with the Chiefs, it just really looked like they were emotionally exhausted. I mean, just really emotionally exhausted after this long season. To me, uh, I didn't see the oomph in their step. I didn't see them playing tremendously hard anymore. And I just wonder if finally the gas is emptied out of the tank uh, against. It's uh, possible. That they, tank.
1: They've had a lot of a lot of tough things happen with that organization. Um, but Derek Carr, he's a he seems like a leader. I can't say I've ever really liked him, but, you know, this year and just kind of how he's handled things, mm-hmm. at least what he's putting off, you know, on the camera in front of the, the microphones. He seems like a leader. Uh, leaders tend to be able to, to rally their teams around. So if he's a leader, I think he is. I, I think they'll they'll start to find some some energy, uh, some oomph, I guess you could
0: say. Chase or A.J. Brown, who has been disappointing the last couple of weeks?
1: He has. Uh, I've got to stick with what Chase uh, A.J. Brown, he, he's getting the the tougher, you know, cornerback assignments. Uh, he's getting double team. You know, Julio's out now. Plus, there's not the, the play action like he had with Henry. So that's just concerning for me. I'm gonna stick with Chase.
0: Would you rather have Chase or Cordero Patterson 2.0 and Debo Samuel because he does everything out there?
1: He does. He does. I, I like Debo a lot. Again, the Jags kind of worry me a bit, but Debo seems to just go off almost every week. So give me Debo.
0: Could you see Cordero Patterson in a San Francisco 49er uniform next year? I don't. I don't know how many years he signed with Atlanta, but man, it just seems like that's what Debo reminded me of. Was well, I hope with he how finds a
1: home. Uh, honestly, like I, I know he's bouncing around the NFL, but he's had a good year. I hope he's rewarded and he doesn't have to go to another team. Personally, uh, I could see them kind of taking, you know, advantage of him. He he seems like a Shanahan type of player because he can run the ball as well as catch it. But hopefully. The Falcons shooting well and reward him for the seasons he's
0: having. Debo or Diggs?
1: Diggs. Okay. Devin Diggs. Yeah, he, he's, he seems to be coming out of his, his phone Had 33 points, 13 targets, 8 for 162. I remember him in the playoffs, uh, killing our zone uh, when we had the, the playoff game back at Rivers. Had 6 for 128 and a touchdown for, for 27.8 fantasy points. So I'm, I'm taking Diggs.
0: The Diggs or Jefferson.
1: I'm sticking with Diggs here. Um, I just think he's in a better matchup against us. Again, pains me to to say.
0: (laughs) Diggs or Hill?
1: Tyreek. Give me Tyreek here. Uh, Big Tyreek guy. Uh, Again, he's kind of hit or miss. He seems up and down, so this would technically be a down week for him. Uh, But I'm looking at the totals. I'm looking at kind of how Kansas City looked last week, so I'm going to go Tyreek.
0: Uh, now Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams Adams of course is at 8400 and he has a cue by his name I think he pulled a hamstring or something being the biggest cheerleader for the Green Bay Packers last <laughs> week more than anything else he he was sure pushing his team up to victory last week it was good to see
1: It was I mean he, he's still the guy i take again I, I feel he's the best receiver in the game he's had huge games against the Vikings as well that's why I said that Cousins had big games and so has Adams because those have kind of been shootout type of games when it comes to the the Packers and Vikings. Uh, Last year, he had 30.3 in week eight, and then he had 44.6 in week one uh, against the Vikings. So if you look at game logs, he does well against them. Uh, I like him. He had a shoulder. He was limited in practice, but I think he'll be just fine.
0: Yep. Let's go from DK Metcalf at 6,800, and we'll go all the way down to Jalen Waddle at 5,600. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions I think that are pressing and very deserving of an answer. Which, Alab- which Alabama receiver would you rather have? Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, or Jalen Waddle in this mixture here?
1: This week is Cooper. Uh, again, I like the the team the team total, the game total, the over under in this, this Dallas and Chiefs game. Uh, he was kind of the one that kind of sat back uh, last week while while Zeke and while Lamb kind of ate. So I take Cooper, then Waddle, then Devontae, simply because I think Devontae is getting shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, who I one of the top corners.
0: All right, which Seahawk receiver would you rather have out of this little grouping, DK or Lockett?
1: <sighs> last last year they they alternated, so the the first time they played the Cardinals, it was a Lockett week. The second time it was a, a Metcalf week, so I'm probably gonna say Metcalf just because he was crying a little bit <laughs> about the about losing and just you know he's punching people with a helmet on, which I think is like the dumbest thing ever to do. Why'd you hit somebody with a helmet? But I'm just gonna say because of the kind of squeaky wheel narrative, it'll be Metcalf.
0: If uh, Hopkins is healthy, which Arizona wide receiver would you rather have, Hopkins or Kirk?
1: If he's healthy, it's always Hopkins. If he's if he's not, then Kirk.
0: Okay, that's easy. And which and wide receiver would you rather have, Thelan or Pittman?
1: (laughs) That was awful. (laughs) Thelan. Again, I like the way Cousins tends to play against the Packers. Thelan tends to to torch the the Packers themselves, so give me Thelan there over my guy, MPJ.
0: Okay, and the other guys on here are Cooks, DJ Moore, and Hunter Renfro. Any of those guys jump out at you?
1: Yeah, I like Cooks and Moore quite a bit. Uh, Cooks, I just feel like he's going to get the the volume. You saw when Tyrod got back, he got 14 targets. Again, Tennessee gives it up through the air, so he gets some targets there. If you think that's going to be a sneaky shootout, bringing in Cooks is going to have to be a part of that. And then DJ Moore, I'm, I'm hoping he kind of gets you know his own you know rejuvenation with, with Cam there, uh, maybe finds a connection, good price. He's grating out pretty well projection-wise. Uh, when it comes to the slate. So DJ Moore, 5,900 looks good. And then I'd probably go cook set at 6K as well.
0: All right, now 5400 is T Higgins, all the way down to Brandon Ayuk at 5K. Is there anybody in this group that you like to play? I think Corey Davis is in play this week with having a Joe Flacco there. I I I don't think that Joe had that kind of weapon of Corey Davis since he's you know been on the Jets or were on the Jets last year. I think Corey Davis is one of those wide receivers that can get open, and and I think Joe Flacco can find him.
1: Yeah, good price for for Corey Davis, uh, 5K. He's going to have some attention on him there, obviously, but I do think Flacco's probably more equipped to get him the ball. Do do like Higgins right there at the start, 5,400. I feel like he's on the cusp of having that, that breakout game. Uh, he's yeah. gotten like 13 the last three weeks. If you throw a touchdown in there, he's more in that 19 to 20 range, which is kind of your, your tournament winning uh, type of score. So I do like Higgins at, at 5,400 also. I feel one of these other bills are, are going to be in play. Uh, Beasley's been kind of banged up with ribs. He didn't practice today. So if if he doesn't practice, if he doesn't end up playing, you know, once it comes around Sunday, I think Sanders could be more involved. You could see a Gabe Davis uh, down towards the bottom get more involved. So definitely monitor to that that Beasley situation. Um, Robbie Anderson got in the end zone finally. I know that was a rejoice uh, for a lot of his teams. Again, with Cam uh, being there, you could see him go up and and get some some action, some more volume. 4,600, a lot of guys in this range you can play. Uh, it's just gonna going to be kind of how you're, you're going with your, your lineup construction.
0: Yeah, you're going way too far down there. I, I, I said, because you didn't even mention Robinson. You don't like Allen Robinson. I, I said to Brandon Ayuk, and I was leaving you room to wiggle the next go around uh-huh. there with Elijah Moore and people like that, because I know you're going to try to. You, <laughs> might, you might put a quadruple stack, uh, Pierre, of Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Crowder, and Joe Flacco. You might do that.
1: No, you might do
0: that. <laughs> I wouldn't even save enough money. You know, you think about that. I, I'm sitting there reaching for Corey Davis at 5K. You're right, though. There are some of these people. I like Michael Gallup, too. There's going to be one of these times when all that attention is going to be on those other two receivers there. And he looked healthy. And, man, I'm telling you, the way he caught that ball on the sideline last week, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. I know he hasn't boomed a lot this year. But there's going to be one of these weeks when, when, they're, when he's going to boom. He's just going to boom.
1: Yeah, I like Gallup as well. Uh, you're expecting to probably be on the field even a bit more. I know he wasn't on late because they were just blowing out the Falcons, so that's part of his snap percentage. But I do like Gallup. He's going to have the freshest legs out of everyone, seeing the, the time that he's missed. So I agree, he's he's definitely in play there. Hartman, I feel, can be in play uh, just with the, the Chiefs offense. You never know what week he's going to show up. Again, if Beasley if Beasley misses, uh, Gabe Davis is really someone uh, to monitor. Uh, he he played really well against the Coats mm-hmm. in that playoff game last year as well. Pretty big week. Uh, last week also only had three targets, but he caught all three for 105 yards. So if Beasley's rolled out, look at Gabriel Davis at 3,900 for sure.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you to ask your wife if I should play Hardman or Pringle this week because I think she did a pretty well last week on some uh, – what was it? What are those little tournament, the little – uh, yeah, tiers, the tears. The tears. She did the, she, the tears. One of her lineups had Pringle in it, and he it
1: Did she? She won like thirty-five hundred dollars uh, on tears. She she split a a five k to first. She split it with another guy. Had a a similar thing with the tears, but she pretty much stacked the Chiefs, uh, and Pringle was the the cheap guy that she had, and then she had Elijah Moore uh, as the only guy in that slate. So it's basically just holding on and hoping he would get enough yards, and you know, Debo's going off and. You know, you had Higby get a touchdown, and they're all on different tiers. So it was mostly just not wanting them to pass uh, one of the Chiefs that she's played. And it came out that Elijah Mitchell broke his finger in that game and kept playing. So I'm glad they didn't see that during the broadcast because she probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs>
0: probably would have. And when I saw you tweet that out at Pee Wee thirty one, I, I just said, Well, there's somebody else I'm not talking to anymore. I'll just <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Okay, hey, uh,
1: man. Like she's one of the few people that, that listens to my advice. So I was yeah. I was happy to see her kind of win some money
0: or so. <laughs> unless you tell her go get something for you from the kitchen then she says you do it yourself right is <laughs> hey, uh,
1: you, Her ears just go back as rolls her eyes.
0: <laughs> I appreciate her so much hey thank you uh, all for listening to the DFS dreamer podcast thank you for subscribing to it on Apple iTunes on Google Play all those places we do appreciate that thank you for following the show at FI today with a little underscore as well and following Pierre at pewee 31 and following me at loafing it on Twitter thank you for sharing the show for liking the show for coming commenting on the show, all those things. Pierre, I think we were, we we're so close to 100. 100 different tweets and 100 different reshares and all that stuff. And it's really cool to be able to watch uh, DFS Dreamers grow. And we hope we are not only entertaining, but also knowledgeable about our DFS uh, information that we have for DraftKings um, contests. All right. So, Pierre, we're over, were over DSTs? DSTs. And this the one thing I don't understand about DSTs, and I, what I've been pretty good at them, and I told you the Washington football team. And then I said, Oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I looked at the Washington football team score and they ended up with only like five DraftKings points, but they picked off Tom Brady twice in the first yeah. quarter. I think I was going, how did you end up with only five?
1: Well, it's tough because you, you got the the point. So that, that happens as well. If the other teams scoring points, you're, you're actually losing points. I believe you start with like 10, uh, as they score, you're losing points. And so you really need you know, turnovers, you need, you know, sacks, you need all those that to kind of add up and two is not a lot, you know, interceptions aren't worth that much. Uh, so you just need more, you need sacks combined with that, but that's really all they did. They had two interceptions. They didn't have any sacks, no fumbles. Obviously the the touchdowns are really what you want. They didn't have that. So that's why you get those lower scores because the Bucks still put up almost 20 points. And then there was only the, the two interceptions. There were no sacks whatsoever, which kind of limits that upside.
0: Yeah, Tom Brady ain't getting sacked, right? I mean, he's just—he's right. not getting sacked. All right, so we always look for those cheap defenses and try to find one or two of them that we could play down here at the bottom of the pool uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. And and I honestly, I just think the Texans might be in play this week against the Titans. I think the Titans come out flat. And I know the Texans are at 2K. I know they're the Texans. But, man, I I, I could see them doing it last week against Miami, or two, well, their last game against Miami. They had 15 points, Pierre. yeah. Yeah, and it's
1: – I think Tyrod plays a part of that. Like, you have a chance to win with, with Tyrod. I'm not sure that was the case with, with Davis Mills. but With Tyrod under center, the defense feels like they can win, so they play a little harder. Uh, you look at the the first week against the Jaguars that they actually won, the only game they've won this year. You know, they got seven points that game, three interceptions, a uh, sack. So it, it goes a, a long way to, to have someone under center uh quarterback to kind of get your, your team feeling like they can be successful. I think he has that. Uh, again, I, I feel like Tennessee is going to stumble at some point, but they keep proving me wrong beating all these playoff teams like six weeks in a row. So I, I could be wrong, but I agree. I, I feel like the, the Texans minimum salary at 2K definitely in play in case the Titans kind of give up a little bit and relax uh, seeing who's across the field from them.
0: Yeah, and Tennessee is just one of those teams. I, it doesn't show up always in the box score, but, man, they they can get to Tannehill pretty easily. All right, Uh. I, anyway, Texans were the one team that jumped out at me here at the bottom of this pile. Do you see anybody else?
1: There's a couple. So the Jags, I mean, the Jags have been mm. playing better. We we just talked about earlier how they kind of shut down the Colts in the second half. They they really held Josh Allen and the Bills in control. So you look at the, the 49ers. The, the tough thing is that the Niners don't really throw the ball as much as you usually would like. Uh, they tend to run more, which is some hesitation there, but they can keep them from scoring. The, the Jags at 2300, uh, the Jets also at 2300 at home going up against Miami. It, it could be uh, Tua. It sounds like it's going to be Tua, but I still feel like they can potentially score uh, against Tua, who's still recovering from the finger injury. So maybe they can, you know, pick him off, get a couple sacks there uh, so the Jets wouldn't be bad. Uh, I think both uh, the, the, the Washington football team and Carolina could be in play. Uh, it's tough because you don't really know what Carolina's going to do with, with Cam. Uh, he can be turnover prone, but he likes to run the ball himself, so he's not really dropping back. Uh, but Carolina's defense on the other end, 2,700, going up against Heineke, they, they've they had double digits uh, yep. two of the last three weeks. So I do like them at 2,700, probably mostly uh, out of that matchup, but I think he could play either one.
0: Boy, so you, I say the bottom of the barrel here, and you go all the way up to twenty seven hundred. I'm like looking at Chiefs, Lions, or Texans. That's my only choices. <laughs> I, I'd imagine you you do a little bit better at picking defenses on DraftKings than I do.
1: It's tough. I mean, again, you want you want them to face a quarterback that's going to drop back and, and throw the ball. Yeah, it's the, the main thing I try to target, just because you're you're
0: hoping for
1: strip sacks, pick sixes, etc., and just the 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 probability of that really lessens if they're just handing the ball off.
0: I could see that. All right, up here at the top, I think you got to look at the Titans as being one of those people if you can afford to play them, you go ahead and play them. They are going up against the Texans. The Texans uh even though he is a uh, maybe a little bit better than their other choices. Tyrod Taylor might not have knocked all the rust off of it. And if Mm -hmm. the Tennessee Titans don't uh, stop playing so well, they can get you a lot of points there. They've they've got 16, 12, 17 last week. They put up only six against New Orleans. But, man, they they really can show out when they need to. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Titans' defense has definitely been a lot better. Uh, Simmons in the middle, clogging things up, so... They're in play. I think the Niners right underneath them are in play. We just saw what they did to Stafford. Uh, now they're facing Trevor Lawrence and the the Jaguars. So you can see, you know, Nick Bosa and those guys uh, really getting after the, the Jags there as well. I'm not going to touch the, the Dolphins. I know, you know, Joe Flacco's elite, so I don't think he can play the Dolphins this week at 3,600. Your thoughts on that one?
0: No, 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 no. We'll jump down to the Browns. I think the Browns are another one in play, especially, well, I don't, it doesn't matter if golf is playing or not. <laughs> they have a tendency to turn the ball over, and the Cleveland Brown defense at home really starts barking a lot.
1: Yep, I do like the Browns against golf. Uh, he missed practice today, so it could mm-hmm. be, I think it's Tim Boyle. He used to be a backup there in Green Bay, and that might actually be an upgrade for the Lions, so be careful there. But <laughs> if it is golf. Yeah, I don't mind the Browns. I don't mind the Ravens there at 3300 against Fields. Yes, the Bears look better, but we we've, we've seen defenses put up big points uh against the the Bears and you know, they're all out blitz type of team always has been as well, so if they can get sacks, get him under pressure, that could be some trouble for for Fields and the Bears there.
0: All right, enough about defenses. Let's move into the last little phase here of the DFS Dreamer podcast. Running backs, Pierre, running backs. We talked about them a little bit earlier, CMC at 8,900. We're going to take it all the way down to Swift at Uh, 7,000. Let me ask you again, most likely to hit three times their value out of this list.
1: Most likely hit three times. I'm still going McCaffrey. Okay. <laughs> he's the top guy, but I, I'm still taking him. His snaps keep going up. If he's on the field, if he's healthy, he got 26 points without getting in the end zone uh, last week. He had you know, 95 rushing yards, 10 catches for 66. I'm going to expect the same, probably even better. One concern is Cam kind of vulturing his, his touchdown equity there. Uh, down the red zone, but if he's healthy, McCaffrey's just too good. I can see him getting three times a salary pretty easily, if he's healthy, plays the majority of the game.
0: Yeah, I want to see the dynamic between him and McCaffrey because uh, Cam has made superstars out of some of his players that he's played around, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Greg Olson, uh, Steve Smith. He, he's, he's been able to make fantasy production for other people, and but but this is a different this is a different camp than we've ever seen and it's really a lot of that offense is focused on him whenever he's in the game and I just don't know how he, but you know if it's a shoulder thing then he can pass it far enough to get it to CMC as well so I can see that and they
1: played together before so they've
0: been successful yeah. back in
1: the early years so again
0: my only concern is down in the red zone is he
1: going to steal all the touchdowns or is he going to give McCaffrey one?
0: We know we know his favorite play is called the one the one play. Yeah.
1: Yes, I think it's called "I'm Back." I'm, <laughs> I'm back. I'm
0: back. <laughs> who I mean, do you who do you think is the least likely to hit their three K or three least times? Least likely. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of red on this page, by the way. Whenever you look at running backs, it's like oh wow, everybody's red.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go Joe Mixon. Oh, he's not red, but he's been running like really, really hot. Like, really hot. And I'm not sure that's going to continue. I know it's the Raiders there. they kind of been down, as you mentioned. Uh, but you look at before, what, week six, he hadn't really scored uh, two touchdowns in over a year. Uh, all of a sudden, he got two touchdowns again uh, right before the bye. I know he's going to be involved, but I think I'm going to go mixing out of this group. It's really between him and Zeke. Uh, Zeke's going to be pretty close there as well. So maybe Zeke. I switched. I changed my mind. Uh, I'm wishy-washy. Give me, Give me Zeke. I feel like it'll probably be him. His price has jumped up $700. He's kind of splitting with Pollard. So Zeke's going to be my bus. Sorry about
0: oh, that. No, you're good. I I, I take that uh, with a grain of salt there. I don't mind that at all. All right. So we're going to go jump on down to $6,400. J Rob. All right. J Rob. That's what I'm going to call right. J Rob. Down to my guy, uh, David Montgomery. Let's be Mm. friends here, Pierre. Let's be friends. And I will pick first for you out of these batches of great running backs, James Robinson, Dylan, Connor, Jacobs, Gibson, Carter, Mitchell, Gaskin, Johnson, Carson, Montgomery. My first pick for you, my friend, is going to be James Connor. Okay, James Connor going against that Seattle Seahawks defense. I know you said, well, thanks a lot, Wes, uh, for that pick. (laughs) But um, whenever I look at James Conner and I look at that Seattle defense, I see what Seattle led up to AJ Dillon uh, last week and what AJ Dillon was able to do. I think James Conner is going to be able to do the same thing at sixty one hundred.
1: Yeah, I actually like that. If if Conner's back, if if Conner's okay. okay. back, then then Conner's for sure in play. I expect Conner to be back, so I'm I'm thinking we're friends right okay. now. Without okay. without Kyler, it gets a little little scary because I think McCoy's banged up. So you're looking at like a Streveler or somebody like that. But I do like it if if, if Kyler's back. I'm going to give you the guy right above him. Uh, you mentioned what he did against the Seahawks. That's uh, going to be A.J. Dillon. He's going to be the the workhorse there in Green Bay, which you don't tend to have. Like you had last year, you had Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones. This year you had Jones and Dillon. But, you know, Jones is out. Uh, their third string, uh, Kylan Hill, is actually out as well. So it's really the A.J. Dillon show. I believe Patrick Taylor's going to be the backup. Uh, He's a converted running back. He was actually a defensive back, I believe, at Georgia uh, in college. So I feel like it's going to be the A.J. Dillon show. He's going to get the touches in the run game. He's going to get some of the touches in the passing game. So give me A.J. Dillon
0: to give to you at 6,200. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, And and as a gift for that good gift that you gave me, I'm going to give you a contrarian play. All right. Well, he's had a bye week, another week to rest, and I, he at 15, I think, touches the week that he did play against Pittsburgh. David Montgomery at 5,500, we just got to get him to that 15, 16 point mark, and it's going mm-hmm. against the Baltimore Raven defense, and I know what we've thought about the Ravens defense before, but that's not the Raven defense now. And I think with uh, Justin Fields coming into his own maybe a little bit more, uh, that's a that's a bigger distraction. I think David Montgomery might be able to have one of those good games for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I like Montgomery. So I'll accept that that offer okay. there. I was worried where you're going there, but I do like Montgomery. <laughs> the team total is only at like nineteen point yep. eight. Uh but again, he if he's healthy, that's pretty cheap for Montgomery. I'm gonna go up a couple hundred dollars. I'm gonna give you Miles Gaskin uh fifty seven hundred going up against the Jets who give up the most uh points in fantasy uh to the running back. Gaskins started to take on that that workload that he took on really last season. Uh, he kind of alternates as well. Uh, so this is going to be the week that he's due to to kind of boom. Uh, he averages 16.4 on the road compared to 11.8 at home over the last two seasons as well. Uh, so give me gas and going up against the worst uh, run defense uh, in the NFL for 5700 to give to you.
0: Thank you, and that's all that I have. I am yes. not going to give you anybody else. What is Josh Jacobs doing up here at six thousand? I don't know what Josh <laughs> Jacobs. What is he doing? What's he doing? He's up hanging there? Out.
1: Michael Carter, you can look at. Um, so don't don't discount him at fifty-eight hundred. Again, he uh, he's probably going to have a more competent quarterback in, in Flacco there. Uh, Flacco's giving him, you know, short dump off like he used to give Ray Bryce back in the day. Uh, Carter can continue to to kind of surprise in his totals.
0: The next grouping is Mark Ingram at fifty four hundred with a revenge game this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I, I'm Mark Ingram has been around long enough that you know I'm sure Philadelphia has done something wrong to him at some point, right? No, I don't know if it's a revenge. I just I just, I,
1: just <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just <laughs> no, no. thanks Texas Ravens. I believe.
0: Well, I know. But it, it's like I said, everybody's done something wrong to Mark Ingram, I think, at some but point in his Eagles career. He
1: fans, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. They'll come
0: after me in my,
1: my mentions. I take that, it back. I love you that,
0: all. That, that joke, yeah, joke would have probably been better if I said Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson looks yes. like he gets mad at everybody, doesn't he? Yes. So, all right, he, so if I, Let's go down to 5K and McKissick. All right, McKissick. And just give me one or two people that jump out at you. Well, hold in on, this hold train. on. Play
1: Play Mark Ingram if he's if 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 Kamara's out again. Play Mark yeah. Ingram. So remember that, and then don't skip Darrell Williams at fifty four hundred
0: either. So well, I was giving C-H-M you that back. whole. I was giving you the oh, whole. Oh, make... I thought you no, were
1: jumping. I thought you. Oh no down no
0: there. Mark Ingram all the way down to to McKissick. If you saw two players going in that range, and you've already given me Ingram I and Williams. I get William. you. So I, no, nobody else.
1: Yeah, nobody else from here.
0: What about uh, Wilson Jr. If uh, he happens to be out, whatever Mitchell's out.
1: Yeah, if if Mitchell's out. Yeah, but I'm not sure he's going to be out. I, I know he has the the finger, but all reports say he's still expected to play.
0: Well, yeah, that Devontae Freeman season sure was fun for those one game. That one game, wasn't it?
1: Oh, back in Atlanta. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> no,
0: not... <laughs> <laughs> all right, the rest of the field here starting at Alex Collins at 5K. Is he in play if uh Carson doesn't end up coming back off of injured reserve?
1: Uh, no, not really. I don't I don't like the the Seahawks running backs, except for yep. Carson, so I'm going to say no. Also, Arizona's tough. The uh, De- Dante Foreman, I feel like the Dante Foreman is going to be in play. Uh, this, this is a revenge game from him. He was actually uh, a part of the Texans. They were drafted him. I think drafting is still even has his Texans photo uh, as his image there. Uh, 4900. He saw the uptick uh, when it comes to the snap percentage. Out snap both Adrian Peterson there uh, and McNichols. So 4900 if that continues to trend up, a uh, revenge game there. I don't mind Dante, uh, Deontay Foreman uh, there at 4900
0: Well, I think somebody last week said Deontay Foreman was going to end up breaking off a big play at some point in his Tennessee Titan career. And he was on the Titans, I think, for a cup of coffee last season or mm-hmm. two, two seasons ago. So he's familiar with everything that's going on there. I like Deontay Foreman. I know he was a really hot commodity this week on waiver wire pickup. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, Anybody else? Ty Johnson maybe for the Jets?
1: Uh, Maybe. uh, Probably not for me. Uh, He might take a gamble on Pollard. Uh, He's still seeing a a good amount of snaps there with the Cowboys. Uh, The the Chiefs are kind of attacked on the ground a bit. They also use him in the passing game some. uh, So I think Pollard might be worth a dart. Uh, You get down here below, though, it it gets pretty ugly. Matt Breida came out of nowhere last week. Uh, I wouldn't say play him. I'd just say kind of monitor it. Uh, He got two touchdowns uh, last week. It was the Jets, but uh, just kind of monitor that situation. If Jamal Williams comes back, uh, he he could be in play uh, to kind of split the backfield with Swift again. But otherwise, no, I don't really like anyone. Even Hines, I don't like him, and I can't trust those other Detroit guys.
0: Yeah, how crazy was it, Matt Brita? Three, three, three attempts, rushing attempts, three receptions. He ends up with two touchdowns. <laughs> just
1: go, well, so some people play like Singletary and Moss. Whatever. And like, you see touchdown, and he's like, oh, it's a running back, Brita. It's like, Brita, what? That helps no one.
0: <laughs> That's like whatever last week. All right, Pierre, well, thank you so much for joining us here on DFS Dreamers. Uh, we, no, I just did that. No, we got to build a it. lineup. Don't get me
1: in trouble again.
0: Hey, <laughs> Pierre, build me one lineup this week.
1: Going to do it. So
0: I'm I'm not
1: going to stack this week. Oh. Yeah, I know that's against the grain. I usually stack. But You're there's a, a quarterback.
0: Naked. You're playing, playing naked. naked.
1: And okay. uh, the, the naked guy is back that I'm playing. It's Cam Newton. Got to play him at 5,100. He, he's grading out the best points per dollar behind only Mahomes. Uh, so if I do, you know, you see my lineup, I'm probably going to have Mahomes or, or Cam Newton in it. Depending on how things open up. So for right now, give me Cam Newton, 5,100. I do want a part of that that high total game, though, with the Chiefs and Cowboys. So give me Kelsey at tight end. Uh, give me Tyreek, too. Give me Kelsey and Tyreek at 8,200 there for a receiver. Run it back with Gallup. We kind of mentioned Gallup earlier, uh, 4,200, expecting his snap count to go up. Uh, so give me Gallup there. Let me plug in the Texans defense for minimum salary. Uh, open some things up, see where that leaves me. So give me the the Texans defense against the Titans. Even if they can just give me a couple points. That's going to help. Uh, we we talked about some running backs in the 6K range that I really like. Uh, so give me Connor uh, that you gave me as a friend, and then give me AJ Dillon who I gave you as a friend uh, for 60 6, I know 200. why you're doing that
0: because 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 your wife is going to put AJ Dillon in that lineup, and you're like, <laughs> okay, I got to block that. I got to block that.
1: I mean, he's just in a great spot. So give me him. Uh, I got a little bit of money left. Give me, give me Gaskin as well. well. We'll toss him down the flex. Actually, put if you if you're actually building this, put Connor in your flex because uh, you always want a four o'clock uh, person in your flex in case there's any injury news that gives you more flexibility to to change that out. So put Connor in the flex. Put a uh, Gaskin up in the running back spot. Leaves me just enough for T Higgins, who I expect to have a, a blow up game at some point. So give me T Higgins. 5,400, that's Cam Newton, A.J. Dillon, Miles Gasson, Michael Gallup, T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, James Conner, Texans, defense.
0: Looks like a winner to me. The only only one I question is Gallup, and I know I said Gallup, and I guess you got to get that 4,200. But you do it kind of opposite of me a little bit because it's hard for me to compute I'm usually picking that 4,200 guy last. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going, okay, who's, uh, what guy do I have last? Uh, What's my money range? I'm like, oh, Gallup, he's right there, (laughs) 4,200. I did it because of
1: the bring back. I had Hill and, and Kelsey, so I was thinking bring back while I was doing that. And Gallup just was the cheapest there, even cheaper than Schultz.
0: Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. You got to take that then because I, I really do. I think that they got to reward him somehow. And he was almost at the end zone whenever Dak threw it to him uh, last yeah. week. He was right there at the five. So I I'm always, always like that narrative. So it is due. A touchdown for Gallup is due this week. Pierre. Great job. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate this lineup so much. Thank you for taking the time out. I don't know how we're going to do it next week because next week, of course, is Thanksgiving. So I'm sure we will be talking a little bit of Thanksgiving dinner as well as doing this. And uh, we'll we'll have to figure out that schedule. But I will leave that up to you because, you know, I will forget at some point. because That's a busy time for a bread man. Uh, There's a big
1: big Thanksgiving slate, too. There's usually a a good slate three games there. So we'll, we'll figure that out.
0: We will do that, and we'll be here next week. DFS Dreamer Podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Make sure you're following my guy Pierre at Wee 31 over on Twitter, myself at Loafin It the show as well. Fi Today with a little underscore. Like, subscribe, leave a note, leave a review, all those kind of things. Retweet, quote, tweet these things. We really do appreciate those uh, kind of support that you've been giving us, Fit Fam, so much for this DFS Dreamer Podcast. But more importantly than all those other actions, find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.